Since when did ghosts have shifts? Since when did shifts have ghosts? I'm Shelby. I'm Colin. I'm Kelsey. I'm Jace. <laughs> and, and today, we will be talking about Army of Ghosts. Ooh. <laughs> Seems like Kelsey was just a ghost there with her, with her intro, unfortunately. I forgot yeah, the Kelsey, order. Don't you remember that <laughs> you guys arranged an order? I don't know. <laughs> I was just going by, like, seating arrangement. We're all... COVIDing, so we're I mean, we're all, we all just have such a great flow now. It just works. We don't even have to talk about it. We're in the mix. We're totally Dr. Hoovy in it. Yeah, I decided not to be like 10 seconds after everybody else. <laughs> 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 any rate, this episode has a lot of firsts. It's the first time that we have the Torchwood theme. And it's the first time that we actually see more modern day Torchwood as well. Yeah. Are they not modern? Are they in, like, the old Doctor Who? Uh, no, but earlier this season, Queen Victoria started Torchwood to protect the world from aliens like the werewolf and the Doctor. Oh, yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was, like, old. No, it's a relatively new one. Spoilers, it's also the first time we're seeing an actress that we may see again. Yeah, Freema Agnon. Yeah. Who's going to play uh, Martha the next season. And speaking of companions, so we start off this episode with Rose announcing that this is the story of how she dies. Very tangled. Yeah, it's pretty intense. A little morbid. And we add a new companion to the list with Rose's mom. (laughs) I don't know that that counts. (laughs) But we did, Mickey showed back up. Yeah, I wasn't expecting him to come back in the mix, but didn't he seem like just a total baller as he did? Oh my god, so he ready so to take was. control. You know, he's already integrated into Torchwood. And, and he was sort of like, eh, yeah, Rose, that, that's nice. It's good to see you too, but I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, just like, just like, quiet, Rose, go along with me. <laughs> I have this all planned out. And don't worry, I have this awesome weaponry just hidden right under this panel. <laughs> of course, yeah. he wasn't actually prepared for the Daleks, which who saw that coming with the void ship containing them instead of the Cybermen. What? Uh, I think this is every fanboy's uh, greatest dream come true, is having the most epic ending for a Doctor Who series where you have both the Cybermen and the Daleks attacking at the same time. Uh, it, this was definitely a step, I think it was a step up from the previous Dalek finale myself. From the ones where there was like a million Dalek? Like <laughs> well, considering the fact that we have millions and billions of Cybermen all over the globe, and the Daleks are here now, that's already starting up 
pretty intense. And so, so only, what do you, do you think that the Daleks are more scary than the Cybermen? Like, which one would win in a one-on-one battle? We might find out next episode. I don't know. They, they already showed here the Daleks have this technology the Cybermen do not have access to. Seems like just on that yeah, level, they're still the like basically vacuum cleaners. Like they, they just don't they have that. They can fly and have vaporizers. They also have metal tanks and are and have a force field that surround those metal tanks. I mean, I think that also the Cybermen and the Daleks, they both function and like fight largely on a numbers basis that they just have tons and tons of them and they think of each other as entirely expendable and, you know, they just by sheer numbers take over places and to kind of have two enemies like that, I mean, there's more Cybermen than Daleks, so I think I'd have to give it to the Cybermen in this situation, but one-on-one type of thing, I'd probably give it to the Daleks, because I think their guns are better. Yeah, and, and I think if we go back to prior seasons, we see an episode where there's a Dalek, and just one Dalek, and not and one that has been uh, debilitated, and nearly, you know, takes over the world. You know, <laughs> one, one Dalek is a force to be reckoned with. In a way that one Cyberman, I, I don't think, ever is. Yeah, Daleks can, like, you know, on rare occasions be creative, where Cybermen really tend to, if anyone there is creative, it's, like, one Cyberman who's in charge. Well, they bo- Well, here's the other thing, is that there are similarities in both these races, because they both yeah. have kind of the, the hive mind approach, where they all can connect to each other, via the, uh, I guess the internet, no, I don't know, but they have the ability to kind of have a electronic uh, radio wave or something, but they have a way to communicate with each other, especially if one's down, if one goes down, they know it, automatically. Yeah, and they also are both like big metal things that are encasing like a fleshy, vulnerable thing. Yeah, cut off to a lot of human emotions. Yeah, so it's like, okay, if you break through, then, like, they're pretty much screwed for both of them, but... Yeah, I also think that uh, the Dalek weaknesses, though, are, you know, harder, because you have to shoot them right in the eye stock, whereas Cybermen can be taken out with cleaning solution with gold. I don't know if I've seen that. Gold is from the classics here. (laughs) I mean, just if you look how they're built mechanically... You know, it doesn't seem like much of an upgrade from the human anatomy. They have a lot of joints, a lot of other things that can be taken off. Plus, Their heads are often, you know, detached from their bodies. It's not something you tend to see in, in Daleks. All right, Jace, what do you think? Daleks versus Cybermen. I mean, I don't really care too much, <laughs> to be honest. But if you, I mean, had, they're if you both had to awful. Care. I mean, the only... I don't know. With Daleks, they're pretty much almost indestructible. Like, they're literally just walking tanks. And then you have, like, a Cyberman, which is based off of, base, like, a human. And humans are incredibly flawed with all our extra appendages and, like, our emotions and the hive-mindedness of the Cybermen and their heads easily being taken off. I just feel like they're just kind of dorky in comparison to the Daleks, <laughs> you know? So that's why I'm like, this is a weird comparison. They're, like, nothing alike whatsoever. Yeah, I just feel like if I had no knowledge of either of those things and I was shown, like, an image of them both and be like, which one are you more afraid of? I would be way more afraid of the Cybermen. Although, if you had seen the Cybermen in their original form, you may not say that. Yeah, but I think we might be glossing over in this conversation, you know, the type of fear that might be instilled as well. 
Like, I would much rather be vaporized than upgraded. I feel pretty confident about yeah, that. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, you know, that, that whole concept is, is terrifying in kind of another way that you don't have control. You might still have to live through it, experience reality f- forever, potentially mixed in with a lot of inherent suffering. It's um, like choosing between, like, a quick and easy death and then just to dying slowly. Like, what's the point of being alive if you only, like, partially exist, you know? Right. I mean, but if it was a battle to the death, upgrading was off the table, I'd much rather be fighting Cybermen than Daleks. Um, but, you know, either, you know, against me and my uh, modern-day human weaponry, I don't think I stand much of a chance. Yeah, but if it's Daleks fighting Cybermen, Cybermen can't upgrade Daleks, so I think I'd have to give it to Daleks. But you're right, if just facing the two, I'd rather be killed by a Dalek than uh, turned into a Cyberman. Somehow. I don't know. I feel like a Cyberman, there would be, like, Maybe some hope that you could like fight it off and eventually reclaim your humanity. But also, with if I were to like turn into a Cyberman, I would just feel like trash because I would basically know that if I get captured by one, I'm just going to be a part of like total destruction of like the human race or whatever planet we all invade. At least with like the Daleks, I won't be hurting anyone, but I'd just be turned into a puppet to you know bring this fate to a bunch of other people, which just sounds awful. Right. I think one thing, uh, just to change directions with this, I think one thing going for this episode is that we have a mystery that starts off with the episode where we think that we're going to meet Rose's granddad, uh, which (laughs) Rose thinks her mother's completely bonkers over. And um, it happens that there's ghosts, and kind of like the very first thing we said in this podcast uh, these ghosts have shifts. They come in different waves, different times during the day, and everybody knows that they're coming, and they kind of want them to be there. And so it's this kind of big mystery as to who they are, what they are. And I'm wondering, with everybody here, does anybody think that they revealed the Cybermen a little too soon in this episode? Yes. Yes. Thank Why you. do you guys say that? Well, like because the, the whole thing when... Uh I don't remember what her name is in this one. The actress who plays Martha uh, goes to the, and like sees the Cybermen in that room with all the you know plastic sheets. It just kind of you know we didn't have to know that there were Cybermen in the episode yet because the ghosts were enough. Yeah, could you imagine if in the last twenty minutes we learned Cybermen and then in the last two we learned Daleks? I feel like that would be like a killer setup. Heroes like. You're trying to drag on the mystery, but we know, you know, Cybermen are behind this. We don't know exactly what's happening, what the technology or the means might be, but they're acting like ghost-like figures, you know, around the world, popping in and out of existence, but... What I don't understand either is, you know, the Cybermen, they're coming from that parallel universe where we left Mickey. And so we've seen them. We've seen how they operate. We saw the whole things with the earpieces that, you know, take over their minds and, you know, t- turn them into Cybermen-like things. But they never, at any of the point of that, needed to in- stick something in somebody's brain. It just, you know, electronically worked. So why would they have to add an additional mechanical component to something that was working perfectly already? And also, like, why did they have an elect- like a giant saw that they pulled out for those people and stuff? It just didn't quite add up with what actually happened. You mean, are you talking about the thing that came out of, uh, yeah. of the ear? 
Well, they had to they had to mind control them because on on the parallel world when they had just the earphone thing, they still had their minds on a regular basis. Yeah. In this case, they're taking over the whole entire human, so they can't go back to. They can't just fall off, or that someone can't just take it off. This is something ingrained into their brain, so they learn from their mistakes. Essentially, yeah, yeah okay. exactly. They're 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 upgrading their own devices. And, and we're assuming and, that like they're coming from the same parallel universe as Mickey was in, right? Is that yeah the assumption? The, yeah, because Mickey was saying that you know. He so was, he did he come through with us. Cybermen, basically? Good question. It's it's unclear, but, like, he was saying, you know, oh, we fought him off before and we can do it again, so I think it's safe to say it's the same. In my mind, the leap would be Torchwood somehow got him there, but then... um, He didn't know who he was. Yeah, as as it went on, you know, at least the scientists in that room with him had no idea who he was. I bet we'll find out next episode, though. I sure hope so, or I will be one disappointed Whovian. What I'm what I'm curious about is that there was this one scene in the episode that kind of struck me a little bit, and that was that scene in the TARDIS between Rose and her mom, where Rose or the mom was just like, "What happens when you know I'm gone and you're just off on adventures, and then you turn forty and like X Y Z X Y Z X Y Z?" And I thought that kind of was a little bit unsettling because here we are, Rose thinking that she's gonna be doing this, you know, forever, and then the mom's like, okay, but will you even be yourself anymore? And then that raises the question, like, over time, like, you know, going through all these experiences, Rose becoming a different version of herself when she comes back to see her mom, to where she kind of feels like a stranger to her mom more and more and more, I think is what she was getting at. Yeah. To me, I just feel like that's, like, any kid growing up, like, when you leave home, you're gonna experience new experience like I didn't think it that really made that much sense because I'm like you travel the world and you might be like different than you were before but you're still kind of the same core person and like that's just what living life is so it doesn't matter if you're living it on a TARDIS or on earth like the same changes are going to happen plus it, it seemed contrary to like how Jackie was in in the episode that we recently podcasted on Love and Monsters, where she you know vehemently supports Rose's decision to go with the Doctor and is like I've come to terms with it and is you know like basically just being like I'm proud of her and stuff and this is all great and then well, now she's like no also never keep, mind. Also keep in mind this is the episode I think if I have my memory correct right after that one episode when like she tried to hook up with that one dude I forgot what the episode was called the last episode we did where it wasn't like a doctor who story where the doctor yeah, was super yeah so you see her basically like you know attempting to live her life outside of rose and we discover how lonely she is and maybe in this episode that's her rethinking like you know you never come home you're becoming a whole different person it just might be insight as to how lonely she is and what life as a mother or a loved one is to someone who is a companion to the doctor yeah it seems to follow the narrative yeah there's a feeling story there's an evolution in jackie well yeah and also just think about the fact that she thinks she's being visited by her dead father and so of course she's going to start thinking about like well what how will my daughter be when i die like it kind of makes sense that she's suddenly being, you know, reflective on that subject, I guess. But still, I don't know, that conversation just didn't, didn't, it didn't make sense to me just because 
I'm like, any kid that leaves home is going to have different experiences and change, and that's not a bad thing, and you're not going to be a completely different person in 40 years. Even if I move to, like, Thailand tomorrow, like, I'm still going to be me. Right. I mean, like, life isn't about, like, just finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. Of course, you're going to evolve. You're going to go to other places, and that's going to impact you, but it seems, you know, more natural. Granted, you know, we talk about this in our very human-esque scale where some of us aren't leaving to go in time and space for who knows how long and popping back seconds later. Um, so it could be a very different perspective for Jackie's eyes. Yeah, I just think that Jackie's timeline is growing more and more important throughout the episodes, and I just felt like it was something to mention, you know, especially now that, you know, for a while she acted as Rose. So it's like, oh... Rose, I'm concerned, and then she kind of just becomes Rose. Like, I just, I don't know what the second part is going to entail. I don't know if it's going to touch more about it. I don't know if Jackie's going to drop right off after this. I don't know. She's just becoming, like, a more prominent character, maybe because she was the only thing I liked in the last episode that I didn't exactly podcast on (laughs) and gave it a three. (laughs) Do you think Rose is going to die next episode? Well, based on this episode, I don't think so. A, because well, she's talking about she's going to die, and B, to my knowledge, I don't think any companion in Doctor Who history really has like a brutal death of any sort. I um, think that'd be too hard for fans, but I don't know. No, fans have died before. That's Tragic. dark. I, oh, I, I feel like either, even if she either dies in, like, she dies, dies, or she dies as a companion, I feel like this is the end of Rose and the Doctor. Is my vibe. Definitely seems like that's how they're trying to set it up, you know, just from the get-go. You know, I I also, I don't love that strategy, you know, in storytelling. But, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like almost I'd be let down if, if Rose doesn't have something extremely tragic happen. I mean, maybe you could interpret the death in another way, as Kelsey might have said, you know, death of your time with the doctor. Or she dies and he brings her back, and then she's like, this is not worth it anymore. Yeah, it's like, hi, I died once, then I died again, and then I came back to life. Or he, like, brings her back to life, and then he's like, I can't go through that again, I'm just gonna leave you and ditch you and never speak to you again, and like he always does to his companions, it seems like. <laughs> I have died a human death, but I have been reborn a cyber woman. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Hey, one scene that I really liked in this one that I thought was funny as anything is when the doctor mistakenly brings Jackie Tyler out to Torchwood thinking that it's actually Rose. Oh, I thought he did that on purpose. Yeah, I thought it's so That too. was on purpose. That was on purpose. For sure. He was having um, Rose stay in there to hide because he didn't trust them. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah and, and to so play she could the sneak scenes. around. Yeah. It's, it's possible, but I think just the way that it was, he was positioned outside the TARDIS, it looked like he was just reaching and grabbing whoever was there. He, I and he probably would have said around, whatever. It, it, it seemed intentional. To yeah, me, I guess yeah. he probably knew. I feel like it just was the Doctor's plan to have Rose stick behind since Rose actually knows what she's doing on these kind of adventures and have her save the day. But she got caught so quick. I was like, all right. That I know. I was like, Rose, can you, yeah. get off, can you take off that stupid blue sweatshirt that, like, obviously shows that you don't belong there? Well, <laughs> but honestly, to be fair, she'd always seen the psychic paper working. Yeah, and, and under most circumstances, it wouldn't. Most people don't have that basic psychic training. Yeah. True. I mean, Rose actually took 
made an effort to actually do something. I wonder, is Mickey actually in that room the entire time and us as an audience like never noticed it? Or did they just like sub him in at the last second? No, it looked like as soon as Rose came in the room, Mickey was already in the room. Yeah, but like even at the beginning of the episode when it first, I just, I was like looking oh, yeah. back and like, huh, I kind of almost want to like. There was definitely watch. someone else there, so I want to say yes. And yeah. he just never faced the camera. Yeah, and in Rose's defense and to Mickey's merit, I mean, they, they got to the sphere which seemed to be the real source of what was going on here. Yeah, the, the one that was in the beginning was not Mickey. It was an older guy that was the, I guess, the assistant to doctor, the doc, that doctor. Raj. Yeah, I didn't yeah, see Raj. him that scene, but it's a big room. You know, feasibly he works there and in there. Yeah, I mean, he clearly, yeah, he clearly had some well, sort of Well, they definitely room. did not show him in the room. At, yeah, during I, that, just, those I was scenes. like, oh man, could we have spotted this from the beginning? But... I guess not. I don't know. Like, the Cybermen reveal didn't bother me as much as with you guys. Just because I kind of, like, I don't know, figured that it was going to be some villain that was pretty major, going to make another appearance. So, and that was, like, the kind of the more major villain. Did we even have any Daleks in this season before no. now? I just feel like, you know, just like those uh, Bluetooth devices around their ears, that should have set us off to Cybermen already. I feel like that was enough that early. So that they but wasn't this around the time people, like, wore Bluetooth in, like, real life? Like, wasn't that, like, an actual thing around this time period? I it was, know. but, yeah. you know, you saw the flashing and the syncing up, and, you know, it, it just seemed ominous around it, and very similar to the last time we saw the Cybermen, you know, trying to intervene in humanity. Yeah, no, I agree. It, it I almost like wish they had the Yeah, if they just hadn't shown the face and they just showed them yeah. with those earphones, I think that or the headpieces, that would have been better. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, overall, like I don't, I feel like that's my major criticism of the episode as a whole. So it's like not that major. It's just like, oh, if you tweaked it, this one minute you could have tweaked, but otherwise, like, yeah, it was pretty solid. Yeah. Do we want to launch into ratings, though? Yeah, that was my rating. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'll go, and, and maybe it's a slightly you know different perspective. But, you know, I have to admit, there's a lot of fantastic elements about this story. You have Cybermen, you have Daleks coming together. Um, I, I like that they brought Jackie into the mix as well. And they really tried to up the epic level by introducing Rose's death before it happens. Um, but that being said, I, I'm not really a big fan of that approach in storytelling, and I hate when I can think of better ways to tell the stories and the stories un- unfold, and almost in an objective manner. I think we all agreed that they could have handled the Cybermen coming in there a little bit um, better, you know, just overall. I mean, even with the flashing of those Bluetooth devices, they could have, you know, done away with that and really kept it secret, I think, for a more epic reveal. I think there was enough with the ghosts to really keep our intrigue and our mystery as we went through it. But for whatever reason, you know, I didn't find this episode very engaging. I loved Mickey. I thought that was a great element to bring in. And I didn't expect to see him back in action. And I think that was another good marvel. But, you know, overall, it didn't hold my attention. Um, I felt like it was a lackluster opening for what I feel like really should have been an epic moment, an epic setup to what's hopefully going to be an awesome next episode. Um, for me, this week, it's just going to get a 6 out of 10. I'm, uh, I'm wow. putting Love and Monsters above it. What? Wow. Oh, my gosh. 
Okay. Okay, I'm going to go second today because okay. after that, I have to go next. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> I'm sorry, but no, I, I have to completely disagree with that. This episode still to this day gives me not only chills, but it also makes me the most anxious Michael that you can possibly imagine. I'm already a low-key kind of guy, but I was breathing hard after watching this episode. Um, I think the direction of this Going back to Fear Her and Love and Monsters, which were the last two episodes, this episode is completely different from those two. The the way it looks, the way it sounds, everything. And its intensity is, is almost unmatched, in my opinion. So, oh, it also has some really cool nods to the classic series, too. Um, but at any rate... Overall, I found this episode, especially on my first viewing, but even just watching it now, I was still just, I was elated when I saw the Daleks coming down how, when everybody thought it was going to be Cyberman. Um, I just, I have to give this a 9.5 out of 10 because wow. this one is, this okay. is, this is almost perfect level for me. Jeez. Can I just say I admire your passion behind your rating? I do too, especially at my demise. You know, and to put it in perspective, we love you. I do have a different perspective. I think I was the only one to rate Love and Monsters so high, but I enjoyed its vibe. I had a good time. For whatever reason, this one didn't suck me in. It seemed a little bit too formulaic. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe even for me, you know, in context of the background of my personal life. I was working up until, you know, 20 minutes before we started watching it. Maybe just didn't get the right decompression to give my full attention, but wasn't a a wow. I mean, it's a two-parter, so two-parters are always set-up episodes, and this one definitely... Oh, sorry. Kelsey, why don't you start your reading? Yeah, yeah, I guess I'm going to my reading. Um, This one definitely was a set-up episode, and I think, like, a lot of me liking this episode is because of the potential, not because of the episode itself. Um, I really enjoyed, like, the introduction to Torchwood. I liked that the lady, what was her name? Like, the head of... Yvonne. Yvonne, yeah. I thought she was pretty entertaining, like, total B-word, kind of, like, business lady. Um, I liked her character. I kind of liked the Doctor's interactions. I just was thinking, what kind of during their interactions, like, how lucky she was that this is the doctor that she's interacting with, and pretty much any other doctor would have been, like, way worse (laughs) for her to deal with. Um, I mean, for me, like, the Daleks are just not that scary. I I don't know. I just, I don't know. I cannot get behind them as, like, a major villain, so, like, the Dalek reveal, I was kind of like, eh, whatever. Like, I actually... Think, I, I don't know, I enjoy the Cybermen more than the Dalek, maybe because of what Colin was saying earlier, like the thought of being, was it, deleted is a lot scarier. Upgraded. Upgraded, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so overall, I enjoyed it okay. I do feel like it's a setup episode, so I'm hopeful that the next episode is going to be really good. Um, Rose is kind of like left... She almost played, like, a little bit of a side role in this, which, I don't know, I kind of like her in a side role sometimes, because I think sometimes she can get too, like, touchy-feely with stuff that kind of detracts from the plot, and this one was, like, a very much plot-setup-driven episode and not so much focused on character development. Um, And I usually like character development, but 
I don't know, like this one was out of my wheelhouse, but I enjoyed it more than a lot of other episodes that are out of my wheelhouse. So I'm gonna give this one an 8.5. Wow, okay. I'll go next. So, I actually really, really like this episode. I didn't think, um, <clears throat> I didn't think the Cybermen were incorporated too early into the episode. If anything, when I was watching it, I'm like, oh, this is just like another average Doctor Who story. There's unexpected or unexplained ghosts, blah, blah, blah. But when I saw that the Cybermen became a character, I'm like, okay, this is probably going to be something pretty epic so that pretty much set the stage for me to thinking that this could potentially be a really awesome episode and it was you know mickey came back something we never would have thought would have happened jackie had a lot of character development and even had the opportunity to become rose in a very little way and you know then we got to see martha for the first time ever but not as martha but i thought that was really cute of a little moment to have and then when I saw the Daleks, that's when I was like, okay, what on earth is happening? And my whole, like, body kind of just filled with goosebumps. So I'm just like, okay, this is a big, like, jumble of madness, but I'm kind of curious to see how it's going to unravel. And because I have so many questions, so many curiosities, and I'm just going to have to probably give this a nine. Wow. Well, that was it. So, just kidding. <laughs> well then. All right. So uh, I liked this episode a lot. Uh, I thought that I, I personally loved the Dalek reveal. I the first time I saw this, I was like totally mind blown because who would have seen that coming? And uh, Mickey coming back also very epic thing. I thought just learning more about Torchwood was interesting because we keep hearing you know whispers about it, like when the Sycoraks were destroyed, that being the house of the werewolf, and then. That finally comes to a head. And then, of course, the Cybermen, it really pulls in the, um, that other two-parter from the season of, you know, Rise of the Cybermen and Age of Steel. And, you know, plus I think the concept of, you know, someone be able to break through the walls of their dimension into another reality is a very interesting one. And the fact that there's some sort of categorization of the void of their this space between the realities and that being you know more emptiness than like a pure vacuum because it doesn't even have time i just thought that was kind of a cool thing i thought that the void ship was interesting with you know the fact that no one could really quite touch it you could see it but that was really the only way you could measure or perceive its existence and then suddenly when it broke through it gained mass and so forth um I thought that that was all very interesting stuff. Um, I personally was very grouped by this. I thought, um, you know, it could have been better if the Cybermen had been, you know, remained hidden a little longer. I think that, you know, for me, just knowing it was, you know, towards the end of the season, I kind of figured something big was going to happen. But I don't know. Uh, but I am going to give this one an 8.5. Oh, same as me. <laughs> well, we can't all be individuals when it comes to ratings, but some of us bear that burden. Thank you for joining us this week on the Moving Review. See if we agree to disagree next week, or we're all on the same page. Bye, everyone. Check us out Adios. on the uh, places Peace on the out. internet. And Facebook. Instagram. And Instagram. YouTube. <laughs> oh, for goodness Twitter. Say. LinkedIn. <laughs> okay, bye. 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 bye.